Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. The book of Revelation, chapter 19. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. There will be many comings of Christ before the second coming. And uh, there are at least four comings of the second coming, and I'll tell you those as we get to the end of this chapter. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth and her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his saints at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his saints, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. So this is at the destruction of the wicked and how God is overthrowing all of this. Verse 7, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb, meaning Christ, is come, and his wife, meaning the church, hath made herself ready. How long does it take for a woman to get ready for her wedding? The saints are ready for the union between Christ and his people through the atonement. The church becomes ready through repentant sanctification and a heart that is fully turned to God. So we are still in the process of getting ourselves ready for the bridegroom, and we still have a ways to go. Verse 8, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen. In other words, she should be endowed. Clean and white. Again, white meaning victorious. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. The saints are sanctified through the atonement of Christ. We just need to remain in the mainstream of the church, the faithful plotters, as Elder Packer called them. Verse 9, And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed, here's the fourth blessed that was mentioned, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. We are inviting everyone to come. The elders of Israel are now issuing the invitations to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Those who keep the commandments of the Lord and walk in his statutes to the end are the only individuals permitted to sit at this glorious feast. And that was Joseph Smith. Each week we are invited to feast at the table of the Lamb, the sacrament. This weekly event should prepare us for the marriage supper we have been invited to. So we need to, to take more seriously the, uh, the sacrament that we partake of each Sunday as a preparation for the second coming and the feast of the, of the Lamb. Verse 10, And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See that thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have, been, have the testimony of Jesus. In other words, this angel is one of the prophets. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven opened, and, uh, and behold a white, again, symbol of victory, horse, uh, and then I'll skip down to verse 14, uh, but I'll finish it here first in this verse. Others are on white horses, and he, sat, and he that sat upon him is called Faithful and True. These are names of Christ. And in, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. He will destroy the destroyers. Verse 12, his eyes as a flame of fire, and he had on his head many crowns. In other words, he's the King of kings and Lord of lords and a name written that no man knew but himself. In other words, the new name is the key word. And Jesus will also have a new name. 
verse 13, and he is clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. The blood of, on Christ's clothing symbolizes at least three things. The blood shed during the atonement, the blood or sins of the wicked that he took upon himself, and the blood of the unrepentant wicked he has slain in his wrath. That's from uh, understanding the book of Revelation. Continuing verse 13, and his name is called the word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, fine linen, white and clean. Again, victorious because they've overcome because of the blood of the Savior. Symbolically, Christ is spattered in blood while those who have been washed in his blood are made white and clean. And also notice that uh, his vesture is in purple or in, in red, and that's the, the clothing that he will wear when he comes is going to be red. Uh, we'll read that later. Verse 13, and out of his mouth proceedeth the word of God, and with it he will smite the nations, and he will rule them with the word of his mouth, and he treadeth the winepress in the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Remember, he, he trod the winepress alone. Uh, I remember when I was in Israel, we uh, we went to a place where there was an olive press and a wine press, and the tour guide that we had, Daniel Rona, uh, or no, it was his son Stephen, uh, told us that when they they walk in the wine vat, they usually have two or three people so that they can hold each other up, so that if one slips, the others are there to kind of make sure he doesn't fall over. But the Savior, when he went in into the wine press of the atonement, he went in all by himself. Verse 16, And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. The name would be prominent if the words are written on the thigh of someone riding a horse. It may may have been written on his thigh or on the sword at his at his thigh. Verse 17, And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. So there were so many dead that the birds were invited to eat their dead corpses. So remember that there's two uh, feasts that are being, that, are being uh, in, that we are invited to. Um, and he's talking here about the other feast. Uh, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all who fight against the lamb, both bond and free, both small and great. This is the other feast. We can either be in the marriage feast or that of the destruction of the wicked. So you're either at the feast, eating the feast, or you're on the menu of the, of the wicked. Verse 19, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire and brimstone, a lake of fire burning with brimstone. A man is his own tormentor and his own condemner. Hence the saying, they shall, be, they shall go into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. The torment of disappointment in the mind of man is, an is as exquisite as a lake burning with fire and brimstone. And that's Joseph Smith. Verse 21, And the remnant were slain with, with the word of him that sat upon the horse, which word proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. When Christ entered the city of Jerusalem, he rode humbly on an ass. When he returns to the city of Jerusalem, he'll be riding on a horse as a conqueror. And so that's the end of uh, chapter 19.